Welcome to 30 Brave Minutes, a podcast of the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of North Carolina at Pembroke. In 30 Brave Minutes, we'll give you something interesting to think about. I'm Richard Gay, Dean of the College of Arts and Sciences, and with me is Dr. Joanna Hersey. Joining us today is Dr. Joey Van Hassel, who's chair of the Department of Music and associate professor. Caleb Graham, director of the Spirit of the Carolinas Marching Band and music education faculty, are also with us. Now get ready for 30 Brave Minutes. Hi, thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. So tell us a bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to our listeners. Uh, hello, I'm Caleb Graham. I'm the director of athletic bands in the music department, and I lead the Spirit of the Carolinas Marching Band and the Basketball Pet Band. Excellent. Hi, everyone. I'm Joseph Van Hassel. Um, as Richard said, I'm the chair of the music department and an associate professor where my main area is percussion. Tell us how you came to UNCP. So I started at UNCP in fall of 2014, and I came, I had recently finished up my doctorate in percussion performance at the Hart School, University of Hartford, um, and had been working part-time as an adjunct in Ohio, which is actually where I'm originally from. Basically, I just submitted an application and got the job, and I've been here since then. And it was a fun connection for me because Dr. Van Hassel's office was across from mine in the music building when I was there. And I also did my doctorate at Hart, though just a little bit before Joey's. So it was fun to have a second person from that school on board at UNCP. Excellent. Well, we're very glad to have you with us, both on campus in general and today with the podcast. Well, thanks. Glad to be here. So, Caleb, tell us about yourself a little bit more. This is my second year here at UNCP. I came from North Carolina Central University, uh, where I had spent three years as the assistant director of bands. Very excited to be here. I really loved the campus and the atmosphere and the diversity, which really drew me to UNCP. Can you tell us how you first knew that you wanted to do music education and marching band? Was there a moment for you? Like, did you, you must have done marching band. Did you grow up in that? I did. I've been doing marching band since seventh grade. I think the moment for me was I didn't initially come to college to be a music major. My first major was computer science. Oh, we like that too. And then I found that that was in the School of Mathematics, and I knew that was not for me. And I switched to information systems. And I just wasn't happy in the major. I just really felt like I couldn't see myself doing this long term. And I remember having a conversation with my band director, and he was like, well, you're already always here practicing and playing anyway. Why don't you become a music major? And it really didn't take me long to think about it. I was like, that's probably the right path for me. And I set forward from there. I think that's a common theme when we talk to faculty across the college in these podcasts, that a lot of us started out in a different major from what we've ended up spending our life teaching and doing. And I love that message for the students that they come to campus and they're trying something and then maybe that's not the thing. You would have been a great computer scientist or an IT specialist, but instead you're out in front of the marching band on the practice field evening after evening. And it's fun to think that we might somehow find our niche in the campus culture. Joey, did you know you always wanted to do this? What's your take on that? I did start my undergrad as a music major. Um, when I was in high school, it was actually between library sciences and music. I just enjoyed music so much and was learning a lot of new pieces, solo repertoire for my um, entrance auditions for undergrad that it just kind of fell into place. I think that's one of the great things about our general education curriculum. It gives students uh, an opportunity to try on different hats and find the one that really suits them. 
And it's, so. it's a common perception that musicians will always come from musical families, but that is not always the case. I don't have other musicians in my immediate family. Do you all? Did you ha- grow up with that? My grandfather also played trombone. Oh, nice. Went to college for music education. That's really about it as far as musicians in my family. My parents were music lovers. They played music in the church bell choir. Oh, that's cool. Uh, they made us all take piano lessons. I have two siblings. We all took piano lessons in elementary school, but none of them were professional musicians. My dad played trombone in the Michigan State University marching band in the 1970s. I love it. And, but that's as far as he went. He did not major in music, and nor did my mom. Funny enough, both my brother, my older brother Dan and myself are professional musicians now. He's a composer living in the Boston area. Oh, that is so interesting. I didn't realize you had other musicians in the family. So, Joey, could you tell us a bit about your scholarship as a musician? Absolutely. Um, a lot of times in the collegiate atmosphere, scholarship is thought of as publishing articles, presenting at conferences, um, that kind of thing. And that's certainly a part of music. I know for myself, I've published articles in Percussive Notes, which is the main journal for my discipline, percussion and also presented more traditional lectures at conferences. One of the things I really love and what I think makes it really fun is performances. As a percussionist, performances are really my main area of scholarships. I spent three degrees, so however long that was, nine years, eight years, simply practicing, getting, refining my craft as a percussionist. So then all of that is my research and what I pass on to the students, as well as what I do with various performances. So that includes local performances. Um, I play timpani with the Carolina Philharmonic in Southern Pines. I play percussion with the Fayetteville Symphony, the Florence Symphony in South Carolina, as well as the Long Bay Symphony in Myrtle Beach. And then also national and international performances. So this past December, I played at my alma mater, the Hart School, in a concert of works by uh, composer Stuart Saunders Smith, who's a well-known composer of contemporary music, um, composes a lot for percussion as well as other instruments, travels around the world getting his music performed. And then this past summer in July, I was in Japan at the invitation of a friend of mine. He's a percussionist and composer, Takayoshi Yoshioka. He puts together, I believe it's four concerts of his music every year. So he invited me to perform on the one in July where I had commissioned a piece from him, a new piece from Marimba Solo, premiered it here at UNCP with Takayoshi Yoshioka in residence. So he visited North Carolina in April. And then I went out and performed it among other pieces in Japan this past summer. And then along with that, also presented a masterclass in performance at Senzoku University in Japan. This is part of scholarship that's often not thought of as well, or is maybe different than other disciplines where I go to a class, percussion students there perform for me, and then I give them comments, a little bit of coaching on their performance. So I did some of that in Japan. And it was interesting there because I had to have a translator because Mm. English isn't spoken um, very fluently in most areas of Japan. So everything I said, then a translator would um, repeat it back. And actually, the person I met as a translator performed here in November um, as a marimba soloist with flute. So I've, That's great. it was nice to make a lot of connections in Japan and kind of reciprocate. You go out and perform in Japan, have them come here in North Carolina and play. So yeah, performances, even judging. So I judge marching band competitions, judge all district, high school, middle school auditions, or 
at a more national level, you know, auditions for Percussive Arts Society, which is the largest percussion society in the world, actually have competitions and they'll often have judging for that. I get bored easily. So the <laughs> wide range of things that one can do as a musician that are scholarly, and especially as a percussionist, I think, because we have thousands and thousands of instruments that will never be mastered by anybody um, just because there's too many for a lifetime. Uh, I find that um, to be one of the most rewarding things of being a musician and percussionist. When I think about the hours and hours of practice that you guys put into mastering your instruments, I'm, I'm always across really our amazed. whole lives. Yeah, yes. it doesn't stop. Yeah, it's we'll, ongoing. We'll yeah. link in the show notes to some neat video that we'll have, have you send us. Caleb, we know you're finishing up your doctorate. Will you tell us a little bit about that and plans you have for the research that that's going to involve and maybe what gave you the idea to begin some of that research? Sure. So my research is based upon COVID and music education. Oh, yeah. Kind of what we did during COVID to survive mm -hmm. and what we can take away from it to evolve our practice in the future. That's great. And what are some themes that you're seeing? I know you're still involved in that, but... There was just a lot of online presence, mm -hmm. online music programs, smart music, Zoom, a lot of Zoom. Yeah. Um, we personally, we had to hold sectionals via Zoom, so we still had to give students music to learn, and we taught it to them a couple days a week during sectionals and tried to piece it back together on like Friday or a weekend but we couldn't really play all together, but a handful of times during that 2020 year. So I know what we worked through and I was very interested to see other schools, what they did to navigate through the pandemic with music. It really showed us some differences in the economic setups of school systems and communities who had internet at home to keep going with the music and, and were able to transport the students to get instruments. And, and that, that was a time of a lot of change for us. It really was. Right now, I haven't quite got into the research of specific directors yet, more gathering literature on the subject currently. That's great. We look forward to hearing more about that. As you go along with it, it's an important thing that we learn from the time we went through. And maybe there's pieces of that, as you say, can come back into our curriculum and our learning initiatives down the road. Yeah, it certainly transformed other disciplines. And even just the way we hold meetings on campus now, the flexibility that it adds to us. So I'm curious to see if, if there will be a, a musical equivalent to that as you move forward. Um, the takeaways from that experience, I think, have really transformed the workplace in so many ways. So we just had a stellar season with the Spirit of the Carolinas Marching Band. So could you please tell us about the band and the band's activities? Sure. This year we were a very young band. I would say about 80% were first-year members of the group. So there were some growing pains at first of just being together for the first time and learning our style, understanding that it's different from the high schools and the places they've came from before. But there was a lot of growth throughout the season. The students really liked our show, uh, which was kind of like a journey through time of music from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Nice. So we felt like we had a show that appealed to everyone in our audience. Mm -hmm. And the students really seemed to enjoy playing said music. We like to pick music that they have an interest in or maybe music that they had never really heard before that they can grow an interest into. So I know some of the 80s songs, the students weren't exactly don't know. the <laughs> most familiar with them. You know, we took oh, time dear. and played 
played the songs for them, kind of talked about their historical reference and their pop genres. Nice. Can you give us an example of what kind of what was on the program? Sure. For the 80s, we played Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody, nice. which was one of her first big singles as an artist. Uh, we also played Vogue by Madonna, which sparked a whole dance trend in itself. Absolutely. We played, from the 90s, we played Kiss from a Rose by Seal, which was his number one hit, his biggest hit through his career in the 90s from the Batman Forever soundtrack. And then we played Toxic by Britney Spears and from the 2000s, which was really her resurgence of coming back after being popular in the 90s and laying back for a little bit. Right. But Toxic really brought her back to the forefront of being an artist. Man, I thought for sure he was going to say there was some earth, wind, and fire in there. I just keep hearing that <laughs> horn section. Well, actually, for our very first encore, we played September by Earth, Wind, and uh, Fire. There we go. There we go. To commemorate the month of September and, you know, the historical context with the song. So we yeah. did play some Earth, Wind, and Fire this year. Excellent. One thing we debuted this year for Homecoming was brand new uniforms. The Chancellor was kind enough to, to gift us new uniforms this year, and the students love them. They're they're a newer design than what we've used in the past, designed to keep us warm in the cold months and cool in the hot months. So it's very nice to see the support and the the excitement that everyone's had for the new uniforms this year. We were happy we were able to debut them at homecoming so our alumni base can see them and a lot of them felt jealous that they couldn't have these like uniforms yeah. when they were marching. But what do they look like? Tell us a little bit about them. Well, they're kind of like a vest with gold and black with UNCP going across the chest. And then they're sleeveless. And then we have multiple shirt options underneath that we can do based we on the weather. Yeah, yeah, where they can layer underneath. Nice. Maybe we can put a picture in the we, show notes. We will. That's a great idea. Can you talk a little bit about the student leadership potential that's in that group? Because we do really utilize leadership training as part of marching band. And some of our listeners might not know. Talk about how we train leaders. Yeah. So we bring our leaders back in the summer. In the start of camp, you know, they go through an application process in the spring where you can apply for whatever position you want. We have drum major. We have brass captain. We have woodwind captain. We have a personnel manager and we have an equipment manager as well. So we encourage students to apply for these different positions. It really helps teach them responsibility of right. managing their specific area. Our brass and woodwind captains are responsible for helping us teach the music to their individual sections. Our equipment manager manages the field and field markers and making sure our field is in tip-top shape and we have visible lines when we go out there and march. Our personnel is in charge of like attendance in uniforms as well for fittings and making sure that everyone has the correct parts to all their uniforms every week. So we do put a lot of responsibility on our students, but we feel that it's growth that can help in all areas of what they do. Absolutely. Are there opportunities for people who may not have mastered a musical instrument to participate? Yes. We actually have a couple who help us with uh, equipment, so helping us move equipment from the music building to the stadium on Saturdays, things like that, driving the gator when we need it to. Um, so we do have some non-instrumentalists that help us in that aspect. Excellent. Yeah. And the marching band students don't have to be music majors, of course, and, and many of them are not. 
and they're able to take lessons on their instruments if they'd like to get better at something. If it's been a little while since they marched last, they can take lessons in the music department as a class. It doesn't cost extra and join the band and march after they've mastered their instrument a little bit. Which is I nice. always encourage students to take lessons. Marching band is more of a fun ensemble, I would say, but they can truly get their growth as a musician by taking individual lessons as well as joining other ensembles in our department. I always encourage right. concert band or They're jazz. always open to majors and non-majors. Always open. And they meet on the non-days that there's marching bands. So there's not a conflict of time. You, you have that time free. So why not indulge in another ensemble to help you build as a musician? And that uh, the band course now it meets the gen ed requirement for a PE, right? So people who are interested in meeting that requirement can now do that through right. the band. Yes. So this year we were able to get marching band as a PE course. So students is another incentive for students to join the group where they can fulfill their PE credits by just being in the marching band, which can be quite physical with all right. the movement and what it takes to actually put on a field show. So we're very excited to have that opportunity for our students this year. I'm always amazed with the breath control with musicians. It's something, you know, once you realize, yeah. man, they're really having to move and blow that horn. And it's quite athletic, I think. Caleb, uh, if I'm a new student at UNCP and I'm interested in joining the band, how would I go about getting involved? We can always email us at sotc at uncp.edu. You can go to the website at uncp.edu slash marching band, and that'll take you to our marching band page. And there's an interest form that you can fill out that gives us your information so we can contact you and keep you up with everything going on with the marching band. So we are moving into the spring semester with basketball. So can you tell us about how the music department is supporting the spring semester? So we have a basketball pet band that plays at all home games. This is probably the ensemble that gets our students the most excited because we're so close to the action. We sit yeah. right behind the goal. They love to cheer and shout and cheer on our team with the spirit squad. They just seem to have a lot of fun in pep band. So you can always see the excitement when like, oh my gosh, it's basketball season. I can't wait to be in pep band. And we also use it as a segue ensemble to maybe ease someone into the department or to the music that may be more familiar with the pep band setting and then encourage them after that to join other ensembles. So I tend to get in few people that haven't been a part of the music department before. And I kind of use that as a bridge to lead them towards other ensembles. I think one of the things that uh, is a real takeaway from me from your dis your discussion of the, the band is just how it really takes a community to pull off a show. There's so many aspects that the, the spectator in the stadium just doesn't realize has gone into that performance. So 
uh, we appreciate all that work you put in behind the scenes. Well, thank you. I definitely don't do it alone. I have a really great staff that I work with, um, with Isaac Pied on percussion, Megan Hollis, the marching band assistant, Nick Rumbeau that works with our color guard. We all work together in tandem to really make what we do happen. So I definitely could not do it alone. So, Joey, the music department just had another highly successful holiday extravaganza concert last month. And this is a performance that we put on every year as a fundraiser for student scholarships. And it features a lot of the different areas of the music department. Will you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. It's one of my favorite performances of the year. It's probably the only concert that has the entire music department working together. So we have faculty ensembles like we have the faculty brass quintet for example and uh, faculty piano duo student ensembles so the concert band plays the university chorale sings we have jazz combos playing Um, it's just a big event that really showcases and highlights the entire music department faculty and students so that's one of the reasons i think it's it's just great i i love it very much yes and as joanna mentioned it does all the ticket sales go towards music student scholarships so when when a student wants to apply for a music degree they have to submit a separate application to the music department which includes an audition on their instrument and if they do well they're offered a scholarship and that money has to come from somewhere so <laughs> um the holiday extravaganza really helps with that I'll also say it's part of the GPAC series of concerts, which is a relatively new thing. Within the last five or so years, it's part of the series of concerts. Um, So there's a lot of community engagement. We typically have um, a lot of folks from the university, a lot of folks from surrounding counties and areas, um, students, adults, just from all over the place coming to this. So it's also one of our best attended concerts of the year, which is great because, again, it's benefits the students through scholarships. One of my favorite aspects of this every year is that we do different types of music outside GPAC on that cement area. We have had percussion, we've had brass, the tuba Christmas used to happen there. And so as the families are coming in and as people are walking in, they get to hear music before they even get to the lobby of GPAC, which is one of the things that makes this, I think, a special night for many of us. It's right. really welcoming when the musicians are outside. It makes it a real event for the, the visitor. And I attend every year and I, I enjoy it. And it's it's a celebration of the holiday season, but it's also a real showcase of the the richness of the music department as well. So you guys really make us proud on that night. Well, thanks. It's always a blast. And yeah, the pre-show is always a lot of fun. As Joanna said, we've had tuba Christmas. We had a steel drum band last year. The brass quintets played at this previous one. Uh, the faculty brass quintet and a student brass. Yes. Um, sometimes a little snow I was gonna might say. fall. <laughs> I don't know. It depends. But it's fun to see if the children are there and they see in past years we've had some snow falling, even though it's been in the 50s normally, temperature-wise, very mild. We've had snow in the auditorium as well, believe it or not. <laughs> I was snow's inside. I, yeah. I'm not sure how that happens. Let it snow. It's that theatrical magic that That's happens right. behind the scenes. So, Joey, can you tell our listeners a, a bit about some more upcoming events that uh, they may be able to attend in the music department? Sure. All of the upcoming events are listed on our website. So if you just Google UNCP music, it'll take you right to the website and there's a, a list of events there. If you have questions or want more information, you can always email us at music at uncp.edu. And we also have a Facebook page that talks about various events, um, student opportunities, and 
um, events and that kind of stuff. There's uh, always something going on in the music department. That's one of the, the great things I love about visiting. I, I go over and the students are in the hallway, you know, preparing for a performance. And there's really a great sense of community when you enter that building. So uh, uh, even the casual visitor picks up on that sense of community over there. And the music faculty does a really good job of making Pembroke a stop on tour for so many different musical groups. And I know we've all done that where we welcome somebody. It's often their first time in Pembroke, surprisingly, but we welcome them. I have a tradition of selfies by the clock tower right outside of Moore Hall with my guests. And we've welcomed musicians and music teaching faculty from all over the globe at UNC Pembroke. And they've played in Moore Hall and worked with our students. We had a Norwegian tuba soloist who came once and it happened to snow. That's rare on campus, but it was a Wednesday morning department event and it happened to snow. And so they had closed campus until I think <laughs> noon and his performance was supposed to be at 10 and so we were here and we just put the word out, you know, students who yeah. can, if you want to walk over, like, you know, yeah. no worries, but if you want, and, and he worked with the students in a casual way during the snow and it was just so much fun. And so this sense of Pembroke really being a center of musical activity, both in GPAC, but also in Moore Hall with these guests. I know Joey's welcomed several percussion guests and we have a lot more on the schedule coming up for the spring semester. So definitely check that out. Things in Moore Hall Auditorium usually have no ticket fee. Parking is free right nearby. The Holiday Extravaganza has a small fee, as we said, for the scholarship donation. But normally you can come to Moore Hall. No tickets are required. And enjoy everything that we have there. Yeah, and I'd say in this past year even, we've had guest artists from around the country, but also from Italy, from Japan. We're welcoming someone from Vienna in February, I believe. And then um, we have our honor festivals, so honor band, honor choir, honor jazz, those are all upcoming. So yeah, definitely check out the website for information about all of those and don't hesitate to contact us with any questions. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'll definitely check that website out. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. I've really enjoyed learning more about the band and all the prep work that goes behind the scenes. And I want to say that I'm really excited about the work that the music department is doing. And so I've really enjoyed our conversation. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. This podcast was edited and transcribed by Joanna Hersey, and our theme music was composed by Riley Morton. This content is copyrighted by the University of North Carolina at Pembroke and the College of Arts and Sciences. It is to be used for educational and non-commercial purposes only and is not to be changed, altered, or used in any commercial endeavor without the express written permission of authorized representatives of UNCP. The views and opinions expressed by the individuals during the course of these discussions are their own and do not necessarily represent the views, opinions, and positions of UNCP or any of its subsidiary programs, schools, departments, or divisions. While reasonable efforts have been made to ensure that information discussed is current and accurate at the time of release, neither UNCP nor any individual presenting material makes any warranty that the information presented in the original recording has remained accurate due to advances in research, technology, or industry standards. Thanks for listening, and go birds.